anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Podcast, the movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. My name is John, and I am here with my co-host and little brother Kyle. Today in the bar, we're serving up a double feature in the form of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse, featuring Death Proof and Planet Terror. Along with these were some of the fake trailers made by such filmmakers as Eli Roth. Edgar Wright and Rob Zombie. But before we get into that, why don't we go into this week in movies? Kyle, what have you watched this week? Um, so one horror film I watched was You Won't Be Alone. And I, I went into this knowing little to nothing. I knew it was about witches and it was kind of full horror, but it was very good. Um, I think it was definitely one of my favorites of the year so far. It's just super... It's almost like a trance, but, like, it's very cool in the way it shows witches. I almost don't want to say anything just because it's so unique. And uh, it's a witch movie that you're not prepared for. Um, and it's, I think it's, they speak in uh, Macedonic or something crazy. It's very weird, but great. And then uh, also on the same day I saw Ambulance, which you, that's, like, the weirdest double feature ever, speaking of double features. But uh, Ambulance was, like so good and i was kind of shocked at how good it was um it's utterly insane and jake gyllenhaal is screaming the whole time but i highly recommend ambulance to anybody <laughs> it's just I, pure chaos i also snuck out and checked out ambulance this week mm-hmm. um, would you would you agree with my oh yeah i i forgot that it was a michael bay movie yeah and just like the action pack like the, the pace of the movie and the action mm-hmm and then at the end when it said, like, by Michael Bay, I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And it's even, like, it's not, like, a generic action movie at all. It does a lot of cool stuff you wouldn't expect just in terms of, like, the story. Um, but we can get into that at a different time. the little comedic tropes that were put in, like, the dog. and Yeah. And even Michael Bay referencing two of his own movies was funny to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had a very busy week. <laughs> um. So I watched Barry and the X. I had started it last week, thought I'd finish it. I watched Planet Terror and Death Proof so for this week's movies. Mm-hmm. I also watched uh, Machete and Machete Kills, which was based off of one of the fake trailers um, that was in the grindhouse. I, I watched this movie Impulse with Willa Ford, mm-hmm. which a little weird, like... You know, about a lady that, um, she wants to spice things up with her husband, so she sees her husband at a bar, approaches him, kind of does like that, hey, follow me to my room thing, but then it turns out it's not her husband. Oh, that's an interesting. So, but you, you have to watch it for the twists and turns. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, I watched, uh, Jackass Presents... Bad Grandpa and Bad Grandpa Point Five. I just hadn't. I didn't watch those when I watched the other Jackass movies, so I figured, hey, why not? I got nothing better else to do. <laughs> I watched um, the American Pie series one, two, American Wedding, and American Reunion, just mm-hmm. for nostalgia reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, those are. I love all of those. Um, then I went into a little Ice Cube. Watched Straight Outta Compton, Boys in the Hood, which led me to Eight Mile. I watched the internship with um, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's just not that into you, which is a romantic comedy, kind of along the basis of Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, where it's like an ensemble cast and all these stories tie together. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the Ice Cube. I watched Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. I watched uh, the lottery ticket with also with Ice Cube and Little Bow Wow. I watched this movie Hollow's Eve with Daniel Harris and Tiffany Shepis. It's kind of like about a uh, farm and these kids tortured this little girl and 
every year they invite him back for the ha- ha- Halloween haunt. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. Um, I watched Dark Blue with Kurt Russell, which is based around the um, 1993 Rodney King trial mm-hmm. with the officers. Um, I watched The Requin. I don't know if you had seen that with uh, Alicia Silverstone. It just came out recently. No, that sounds familiar, though. A couple gets drifted away in a, um, like a cabana. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like your WTF LOL yeah. note. Like, it was nice to see Alicia Silverstone back on the screen, but, mm-hmm. like, this whole movie, she's just screaming and flipping out, and I, I, I don't know if it was because I was sick, but... <laughs> I couldn't take it. Um, I watched this movie, Scariest Night of Your Life. I found it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's about this group of friends that goes through a Halloween haunt, then one by one they stuck it. And it was a very odd movie. Yeah. Um, I think like there's been a lot of those like haunted attraction horror movies. Yeah. Um, I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Mm-hmm. I watched... Uh, the Brothers Solomon with Will Arnett and Will Forte. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm right. I, I really want to watch that when that came out. Yeah, about these two brothers and they want to have a baby to keep their father alive. And <laughs> No, we're not doing it, Kyle. So. <laughs> um, yeah, you, there's too many babies. Yeah, we, we have our two babies in the family. Brainly yeah, that's Hunter. enough. Um, Watch Miss Congeniality 1 and 2. I was kind of on a Sandra Bullock kick yesterday. <laughs> I watched Texas Chainsaw 3D with uh, Alexandria Daddario. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, then I, I watched Patriot's Day and Stronger, which is both based on the um, 2013 Boston Marathon bombings. Yeah. The uh, ninth anniversary is actually, if this drops on Friday... Today, the 15th of April, and, you know, I was down in that area during that time, so. Yeah, I remember, I was, I mean, just because I was so young, I remember I was, like, at my friend's house playing soccer after school or something when I heard about it, or, well, we had a day off, I don't know, but crazy. I actually, I haven't seen either of those, as even though I'm from Boston, I guess I'm a fake Bostonian, um. But yeah, why don't we uh, get into some housekeeping and follow-up? Okay, well, the uh, as we spoke about last week, Johnny Knoxville wrestled at WrestleMania last weekend in a match against WWE wrestler Sami Zayn, and I have to say it was probably the best match of the night mm-hmm. for night two of WrestleMania. They had uh, Party Boy was there. He came out and did his little dance and stripping. Um Wee Man got involved, actually body slammed Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Tremaine, the director of Jackass, was there. He's actually done work with WWE on the WWE Network on a show called Swerved, which is like a hidden prank show. Yeah. Um, they had like a the big high five hand. That, <laughs> yeah. That hit Sami and... They had a uh, mechanical leg that kicked Sammy in the groin, a giant mouse trap as well as uh, a table covered in mouse traps. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It was very jackassious. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> I mean, it. We say it every time. I feel like we bring them up so often, just because they're yeah. still everywhere. So many years later, which is just wild and great. But I mean, um, Johnny Knoxville did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm sure he, he was at the Royal Rumble in January, a couple appearances on Raw and SmackDown between then, and then the big match at WrestleMania. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope we. Speaking of Giant Knoxville, I hope we start seeing him in more acting roles again. I always liked his various little roles. Um, I love them in Walking Tall. Yeah, and then even in Men in Black, I remember I always liked his character. I thought it was really funny. Oh, and one other movie I watched, Fun Size. He was yeah, in that. Yeah. Hopefully he returns to acting, <laughs> or acting more. I'm sure he still yeah. does a little stuff. Um, one thing I missed last week was uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers came out on Disney Plus, and it has John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as the voices. 
I remember hearing about this, and I mean that's cool that they kind of brought Chip and Dale back. Um, that's the one where like uh, Dale is like computer CGI and Chip is still animated like he was back in the early '90s, right? I think so. That's cool if they're doing that though. A little mix, and I mean yeah. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are both funny um, for voice acting. And I, th- I think we should bring it up in housekeeping as it was kind of part of episode six. But we also have it in the news, but we'll discuss it now. The um, announcement of a spirit Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we suing for gimmick infringement here or what? I know. That's so quickly we're proven wrong that's going to happen. And I, we specifically said spirit Halloween too. Like, we weren't, like, a Halloween store. I remember we were, like, Spirit Halloween, just because yeah. that's the iconic one. And they're literally doing it now. And not even two weeks later. Um, and yeah. who's who was in it? Um, Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook. Very cool. And it was funny because I got a, a, a text message from Justin. And he said, what are you, Nastro, Nastro Nestor, Dumbass? Nestor Dumbass. But he called us Nastro Dumbass. Oh. Because <laughs> leave it to us to say something that a fucking week later it's like headline news, you know? I know. It's such a good idea, too. I hope this movie's good. Well, if it's bad, we'll just make our own. That's better. Well, like I was talking with my buddy Johnny, it can, it can go one of two ways. Like, you know, it could be a killer in the store. It could be a, um, you know, a paranormal thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it could we'll, be like a kind of, like the haunted attraction movies were like, the store kind of comes to life and yeah, all that stuff. So whatever way they don't go, we'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's about it for housekeeping and follow up. Yeah, so we bounce into the news now. Yeah. Um. So one big news thing is that Bodies, Bodies, Bodies finally got a release date, and this is a new horror film from A twenty four, I believe. It was screened at uh, South by Southwest along with X and got really good reviews. People said it was awesome. Um, it's What it's about is uh, when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hu- hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing. Fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Um, it has Ama- Amanda Steinberg, Maria Bakalova, who's... Borat's daughter in Borat 2, um, so it's cool to see her in something else. Um, Pete Davidson, Rachel Sinat, uh, Mihala Harold, um, Chase Sue Wonders, and then Lee Pace. Um, I'm very excited for this. Um, it's coming out, I believe, in uh, August. I don't know the exact date, but uh, I am... After X, this was my like most anticipated kind of horror movie like this. It comes out August 5th. August 5th, yeah, and so couple more months, but it's good we have a release date now. As I was hoping it was going to be releasing a bit sooner. Yeah, and they um, they announced the official runtime for Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World Domination has been revealed as two hours and 26 minutes of dinosaur fun. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I have not seen any of the Jurassic Worlds, only Jurassic Parks. And I thought I was the old timer. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I I Jurassic Park is great. I don't know. I've just never been so compelled to watch it, but I might. I feel like well, this, I should. For, based on the trailers, this one ties them all together. Yeah, yeah. Alan and, Grant, the girl, Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. Um, Chris Pine. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Chris, no. <laughs> He's with Chris um, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Too many Chris's. Yeah. And then but, uh, who's the other big... Uh, well, how am I forgetting uh, his name? He's like the most famous of all of them. Oh, um, he does the uh, apartments. God, we suck at this. Why do we do a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can picture him perfectly. The, yeah, he's in Thor Ragnarok. I know that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Look, look it up. And I actually forgot that I had saw Sonic 2. Oh, Sonic 2. Yeah. Was, was I right about the uh, post credit scene? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
um, you know, they they unleash for those that it's it's all, it's on the internet, so it's not a spoiler alert. But they do show Shadow. Yeah. And Hunter Ooh. just about lost his shit. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> that's what it. Yeah, that's yeah, what. I can't believe we got that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they'll they'll definitely give Shadow his own movie because they always try to make him be like the bad Sonic, but like the anti-hero one, and that seems to be the trend nowadays. So. Well, they tried that with Knuckles, but you know. Well, Shadows. I don't know. I, I mean. <laughs> I just remember Sonic from the games back in the day, so... Yeah, that's all I know. Sonic yeah, Knuckles one, was Sonic always, two. like, a good guy. He's just, like, a little meaner, I guess. Where Shadow's, like, bad. I know there was one Shadow, the Hedgehog hedgehog game, that came out, and he literally has guns, and it's like GTA, kind of, so... The hell? Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like a joke, but it's real. <laughs> and it was really fun, too. I remember playing it. And as, like, a seven-year-old who thought Sonic was cool, that was much cooler i guess so yeah um in other news formerly known as twigs i don't know what her real name is now fka twigs that's her like stage name oh i thought it was formerly known as my bad (laughs) um she joined the crow reboot with um uh bill skarsgård yeah 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 i mean i haven't seen her in anything i'm not I know a little bit of her music, but uh, nope, it, never she, heard it, of her. It, it could be cool. I don't know. They they seem to be going interesting direction. I mean, it makes sense to get a musician because isn't he? I know the Crow's a musician, so maybe his girlfriend is too. Um, if you say so. <laughs> uh, they announced that uh, Scream Factory is going to be releasing Toby Hooper's The Fun House on June twenty first on 4k oh, very cool and shelf factory is releasing dog soldiers on 4k also oh uh have you ever seen the fun house i've not well i recommend it yeah I, I honestly need to watch more of toby hooper's um filmography because he's just so great from what i've seen um another piece of news is that there's an alternate evil dead 2013 remake ending um that fede alvarez showed for its um, i think nine year um anniversary of coming out he every year he always posts some cool behind the scenes stuff so he posted some polaroids um they posted part of the script like the original ending had mia like getting hit by the kind of demon and then flying up and exploding um, but I'm glad they cut that. Um, but he did release that cut ending cause they did film it and it doesn't show her flying up and exploding, but it's her potentially dying kind of similar to the first evil dead where you think maybe the demon got ash at the end, but it's cool. Just years later that we're still getting cool little tidbits about this movie. It's one of my favorites ever. I mean, I, I every week I talk about evil dead, but it's cool. It's always in the news. You know, my favorite thing about that evil dead is. What? That was the first time I went to a movie theater that had recliners. Oh, <laughs> that is... can't remember the movie, but I remember they had recliners and it was a 10 o'clock showing. Yeah. I, I don't even remember the first one I saw recliners with. I remember I saw Evil Dead with Christy, but I was like 12. And it is very intense for any 12-year-old, but I still loved it. I saw it with Justin. We went to the Braintree AMC. Very fun. I think we went to Legacy if it was open. I Probably. of yeah yep um yep we already did the spirit halloween with christopher lloyd they stole our idea don't worry we'll get it back we will um casper will be returning to tv as a live action horror adventure series for peacock have you ever seen the original casper movie with christina ritchie i have i remember i really loved it when i was a kid but i haven't thought about casper in years yeah, which is probably why they need to show to Hunter. I th- yeah, I think he's ready that, for some Casper. Yeah, and that would be a good kind of like Gremlins, like yeah, kind of horror, but can get him in. Like he's there's a friendly ghost. Not all ghosts are bad. There's a friendly ghost. Well, there's three brothers are bad. Well, yeah, but there's one that's friendly. <laughs> Casper and uh, Gizmo can team up. 
with Hunter. There you go. All right, what about the seller? Um, so Alicia Cuthbert, is that who you say it? Yep. <laughs> um, is returning to horror with The Cellar, and it's uh, in theaters and on Shutter Friday, April 15th. Um, she plays a mother whose daughter mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house. She soon discovers there's an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing her family's souls forever. Um, very cool. She's returning to horror, and definitely an interesting premise. Um, it kind of reminds me of this one short film called The Steps, which I definitely recommend anybody watches. It's like five minutes long, but it's basically a dad and mom are out to dinner and their daughter's home alone. And she's like 11 and like she has to go downstairs to like turn the breaker back on or something. Yep. So she has a candle and it's basically the dad like telling her um, like just on the phone with her, like easing her, her fear of going down the stairs into the basement and uh spoiler warning. Actually, no. Do you want me to spoil it for you? No. Okay. You should watch it, though, because it's very, it's just such a cool little thing, but very effective. It reminds me of this bit. Yeah. Uh, I believe our last horror movie was in 2006. I can't remember the name of that one. Yeah. But her most famous horror movie is House of Wax. Very cool. Have I got to rewatch that. that? Okay, I have, good. yeah. But uh, it's been one I've been wanting to rewatch. Um, but uh, yeah, very and cool. She actually has an episode of the movie Crypt coming up, so I can't wait to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. a big fan of her. She was on the um, the Netflix series The Ranch. Oh uh, yep, I watched that. Uh, the Girl Next Door with uh, Emil Hirsch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looking forward to seeing that tomorrow on yeah. the fifteenth. I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, another. Cool thing, production is underway on Barbie. <laughs> um, Will Ferrell is joining Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, um, directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, Will Ferrell is playing the CEO of the toy company. Um, pretty funny because he was also in the Lego movie and kind of was in the toy company role, I believe. Uh, Simu Louis is also in it. Emma Mackey, who looks just like Margot Robbie, so a lot of people were thinking it was funny she was in it too. And then uh, Alexandra Ship, America Ferreira, and Kate McKinnon are also in it. Very, I don't know what this movie is going to be about or entail, but cool cast. So, yeah, I believe Margot Robbie's playing Barbie and uh, Ryan Gosling's playing Ken. Yeah, and I mean those are perfect castings for those. So, um, and Greta Gerwig's great. So it's going to be interesting. It's not going to be the typical Barbie movie. Yeah, that it sounds, some it sounds like it's live action. So yeah. Maybe Barbie comes to life and like Chucky. Yep, and it could be like a whatever that Amy Adams Enchanted or something. Oh, yep, yep, yep. that's true. Yeah, maybe like that. Uh, in other news, um, more the Munsters casting. Uh, D. Wallace has officially joined the cast of Rob Rob Zombie's reboot of the Munsters. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he's going back to the well with people that he likes to work with and. I'm excited to see this movie. I can't, you know, I love seeing his updates and yeah. My only regret is I wish Kevin Nash was cast as Herman Munster. That's it. <laughs> you know, he would have yeah. been perfect, but yeah. Yeah, and no, I mean, he's Rob. Like I see the post, and he does seem like super passionate about it. Not that he's not yeah. passionate about his other stuff, but like this just seems like he's it's really putting a lot you would into expect it. from him. Yeah, exactly, and that's always exciting. So. And in sad news, on April 12th, Gilbert Gottfried passed away from a long battle with an unknown illness. He was 67 years old. Yeah. So our thoughts and prayers to the um, his friends and family. Mm-hmm. Any movies stick out to mind with Gilbert Gottfried? I feel like he's like the actor that it feels like he was just in everything. Yeah. I can't like pinpoint a specific one, but like he was just always... Like, I've known, I feel like even when I was little, he was a guy that I always knew, and he was just so iconic, you know, that he was the voice of Affleck, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just he, like, he, played, he was um, always there. Iago in, uh, in Aladdin, the parrot. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the role I most notably remember him for is Problem Child, where he plays the, uh, the principal. I've not seen that. You have not seen Problem Child 1 or 2? No. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> killing me here. He, yeah, uh, sorry but about that. Th- there's one scene where they're in a restaurant and um, 
you know, it, it it's about a little boy who's like really bad. He's a problem child. And the second one, there's a female with him. And Gilbert sees him across the restaurant. He goes, oh, no, it's him. And it's her. And then like a big <laughs> fight breaks out. And it's, it's hilarious. That does sound funny. I mean, his voice, just incredible. Yeah. Very ah, whack. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our thoughts, uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Newest Blu-ray and movie releases. What you got? Um, pretty, pretty lackluster this week. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, I haven't really seen a lot of Harry Potter or these, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know. Like this is the third Fantastic Beast, but I know a lot of people are pretty disappointed with them. So this is kind of make or break for this franchise. Um, so we'll see if it does well. I mean. People are still obsessed with Harry Potter, so we'll see. What do you mean by make or break? This is like the twentieth movie that they've well, made about this series. Come on. Well, so like the Fantastic Beast movie, like everyone kind of has been getting lower reviews and like uh, box office, and uh, they haven't greenlit the fourth and fifth one, so they're kind of seeing how this one does if they're going to greenlit it. Especially, you know, Johnny Depp was supposed to be in it, but they replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen, which is cool, but. It's kind of dumb. He got replaced because of the whole Amber Heard thing. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of people seem to say that they're really unfocused and they're not. They should have just made like Dumbledore movies because they're not really doing Fantastic Beasts anymore. I don't really know what Fantastic Beasts mean, but it just seems like they're all over the place. So it seems like this might just be one that's kind of just for the really hardcore Harry Potter fans. Um, and then, I mean, these aren't this week, but even though this week's lackluster, I'm just going to briefly mention that next week is The Northman, un- The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and The Bad Guys, which are three movies I'm looking forward to, so the <laughs> the best is on the horizon. Um, and then one streaming movie coming out this week is Choose or Die. Um, it's on Netflix, and then it's about after firing up a lost 80s survival horror game, a young coder unleashes a hidden curse that tears reality apart. Um, it has Asa Butterfield, Iola Evans, Eddie Marson, and then Robert England, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, that So that might be a cool one to check out since there's not a lot coming out. And then, as uh, John mentioned, The Cellar is also coming out. Yes. Uh, for Blu-ray this week, um, well, next week on Tuesday, we have Jackass Forever finally coming to Blu-ray and I believe 4K. Yeah. Uh, VHS 94. That was a Shutter exclusive back in October. Have you uh, have you seen any of the VHSs? I've seen them all. I even I, those, saw through this one. Oh, those are ones I I gotta I definitely gotta watch. Do you not like this one? That was an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back. Ooh. I mean, it was okay. That you know, it's basically an anthology movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't have any specific memory of the movie, mm-hmm. except there's one segment where, like, you're kind of like the POV is the person that goes on a killing rampage. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I saw the other VHSs. But, you know, it's kind of like found footage you know, fake found footage or whatever. Yeah. I, I, there, I've always wanted to watch them just cause it's cool. Like they show me different filmmakers. I know Ty West yep. who just did X. He did one of them, a couple segments in the first or second. I know Johnny said, my friend Johnny said he, I mean, he loves found footage, but I think he said he loved this one. So it's just interesting. I, I feel like I've heard a range of opinions. Yeah. So, I mean, check it out. What do you got to lose? Yeah. If you don't like it, shut it off. Whatever. <laughs> and then Cabin in the Woods is coming to 4K. Mm-hmm. Which Great movie. I believe that, the... Right? Yes, yes. That's one of my favorites. I've seen that okay. probably five times. But I think it was also the uh, 10th anniversary yesterday or the day before. Yeah. So, just in time. A lot of anniversaries this week. Yeah, no, definitely. I you mean, know. speaking of anniversaries, that's why don't we get into happy hour. All right, let's get into happy hour. So, 
Grindhouse, which is a double feature of Planet Terror and Death Proof, came out 15 years ago on April 6, 2007. um, Planet Terror was written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm Mm-hmm. And Death Proof was written by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. It it was presented as a double feature and combines Planet Terror's horror comedy about a group of survivors who battle zombie-like creatures and Tarantino's Death Proof, a slasher about a murderous stuntman who kills young women with modified vehicles. Um... Planet Terror stars Rose McGowan, Freddie Rodriguez, Michael Bean, Jeff Fahey, Josh Brolin, and Marley Shelton. And, and, and Tom Savini. And Tom Savini and Quentin Tarantino. Yes. And, no, 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 not either, Ralph. He's in, he's in Death Proof. Yeah. And then Death Proof stars Kurt Russell, Rosario Dawson, Vanessa Ferloito, Jordan Ladd, Sidney Tamia Portier, Tracy Toms, Mary Elizabeth Winston, Zoe Bell, and Rose McGowan. No, yeah, Rose yep, McGowan. Yeah, Rose McGowan's the first uh, person he kills at the very beginning. Um, and okay. then, yeah, Quentin Tarantino is, also makes a cameo in Death Proof, and Eli Roth. Right. They're both like in the bar, kind of hanging out. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So, do you want? Do you want to? Uh... Oh, we forgot. So let's talk about Planet Terror. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah. So, like you said, after an experimental bio-horror weapon is released, turning thousands into zombie-like creatures, it's up to a ragdag group of survivors to stop the infected and those behind its release. Um, I mean, it's like a... T- it, because these are both trying to be, like, parodies to a degree, because they both take place in 2007... But they're filmed and shot and made to look like they came out in the 70s and are super low budget, even though they weren't. Yeah. So it's it's kind of making fun of zombie movies of that time. So it's that same plot. But obviously, anybody who's seen the poster knows there's a lady with the uh, machine gun leg. Yeah, so it gets pretty crazy. Um, but it... Uh, it it definitely goes in different directions too, and like Josh Brolin as this crazy doctor, Bruce Bruce Willis is in it too. We failed yep. to mention, but he it's kind of it's not the biggest role. He's kind of a cameo, but he is the kind of the bad guy, um, and he shows up a couple times, which is cool. Um, and Man. the very very much a Robert Rod- Rodriguez films that has a lot of his kind of style, not not his kids film style, but his. The style of his other movies, um, Tom Savini. You mean Spy Kids ain't like that. <laughs> I, I no, I love Spy Kids, but I would rather Planet Terror two than this Spy Kids reboot. So, one of the, now, there's two versions of the film. There's the one that was in the actual Grindhouse, you know, double feature movie, mm-hmm. and then there's the standalone. Which has more scenes and all that. Yeah. So, when you're watching the Grindhouse edition, when um, Rose McGowan and uh, Freddie Rodriguez are about to get busy, you see the like the old film like like kind of like tearing and mm-hmm. burning up, and it says missing rail. Oh, that's funny. So, you know, it's kind of like, all right, finally getting to some action, you know, some, <laughs> you know, some real grindhouse st- style scenes, and it says um, missing rail. Did you did you watch the grindhouse, or did you watch them separately? I dug out the Blu-ray, which is the grindhouse films put together. Yep. And, you know, it, it has the... Just like as if you were at the theaters mm-hmm. with the, you know, like, this movie's been rated, you know, <laughs> with the cat and it's rated R or whatever. Yeah. And, and then, like, it shows a trailer before, which we'll discuss afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one or two trailers and then it shows the movie and then it does, like, an intermission kind of, like, you know, 
you know, go to the lobby, get some snacks, yeah. stuff like that. But I had to watch it in two separate sections. But I did watch the Grindhouse. Did you? Uh, so I actually watched them separately. Um, okay. Which is good that we kind of both, because that scene you're talking about is a bit longer. They don't say yeah. this reel is missing, but they do a similar thing kind of at the end of it where, like, the film burns and then yeah. it cuts to the next scene. But uh, I actually didn't know that. But it makes sense that they would do that for... Because, honestly, when we chose to do this, I, I, I was thinking about it. I hadn't seen these in a couple of years. I was like, oh, they're both, what, like, 50 minutes? It's not that long. But they're both full features, almost two hours each. Um, yeah, Planet Terror rings in about an hour and 45, and Death Proof comes in about two hours, seven. So Yeah, so they are both very much full movies. Um, and then the trailers kind of fill it out even more. So it is yeah. truly a whole experience. Um, what did you, uh, so what do you think of Planet Terror? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Especially like nowadays when you watch it because, you know, that could be COVID, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's all I kept thinking. And, you know, when, uh, uh, when Rose McGowan, the character Cherry, loses her leg and, she used to be a go-go dancer. Now she can't go-go dance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of ironic, you know? Yeah. And I, I like when um, Marley Shelton, she does the, uh, you know, these are my three friends with the shots. Like, mm-hmm. the little comedic tr- things in there. Yeah. But then you get all this craziness going on, people turning into zombies, eating each other, trying to kill each other, and. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like you know. Um you know, I, I liked the uh the style of the movie. Like it like it's like you said, like it was made in the seventies mm-hmm. or whatever. You know. I wish I wish they did more Grindhouse films together. Yeah, no, I agree. I wish like this would be such a cool thing that kept going on. And even if it wasn't necessarily with them, but like a cool double feature of some of the trailers. Maybe some of the trailers went on, as we'll discuss, to become real movies. But uh, yep. I wish there was just more of that. I totally agree with everything you said there. And it even, like, it looks like a 70s film, but even, like, the way people talk and just weird little corny jokes. I know one yeah. thing I really liked was Rose McGowan talking about how she should be a comedian. And there's, they just keep calling back to that. And generally, yeah. some of the stuff she says is really funny. And I just thought that was something I didn't notice before. Um but yeah, these movies are hilarious. But also, the practical effect, effects and everything are pretty insane in this. Like, people exploding. There's so much blood and guts everywhere. The zombies look disgusting. Um, and it's all just very impressive. And I mean, Tom Savini is known kind of for special effects. Um, I'm not 100% sure if he like helped out on this or he was just being a cop, uh, acting as a cop. Um, I'm, sure he, uh, I'm sure he helped out on it. Yeah, maybe he had some input, but... Uh, just watching this for the effects alone is cool, but the comedy, the I mean, the cast is great. It all, it really just all comes together, and it's just such a unique, such a unique movie that really hasn't been repu- replicated, um, even though it should. Yeah, I'm looking up right now to see if he did. Uh... Do you have um like a favorite scene? I like how like even till death Michael Bean won't reveal the barbecue recipe <laughs> yeah like you know and then all of a sudden like there's like the the scene where they're making out and all that and then all of a sudden it's like you know it cuts to fire and mm-hmm. zombies everywhere and yeah there's so many little things like that that are just barreling so out on a motorcycle and mm-hmm. trucks and you know, it's got the, um, I like how they credited the, the set of twins yeah, as the uh, crazy babysitter twins, <laughs> which is what they were in the movie. Yeah, because like, that's why it's also great, because there's the crazy babysitter twins that are just kind of there. Like, there's so many side things that are also crazy happening that could be their own movie, but it, it all takes place. It is really a planet of terror. <laughs> they, uh, the, the title does not skew away from what it is. Yeah, definitely. Like, 
But no, I mean, um, I can't see if they. It's not saying if he does. Yeah. Well, he he. Either way, he definitely had some input. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna have Tom Savini there not ask him about special effects. And like, when the guy gets bit mm-hmm. on his finger and his ring. Yep. I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. No, I agree, and that's Tom Savini's finger. Oh yeah, it was Tom Savini. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, um, I love the scene. I really like. <laughs> I I just thought it was hilarious. This time is when, when they're on the motorcycle right after she gets the the machine gun leg, and yep. he tells her to get on, and he's like, "No, not that way." And she goes another way, and he's like, "No, not that way." And then it cuts, and she's like riding on the back, shooting yeah. everybody the gun i just thought that was hilarious um there's just i mean it's really we could talk about both these movies in their own kind of episode um because there's so much to unpack in both of them um they're so fun just so overall so fun yeah so a lot um so what do you give it how many mugs oh uh, <laughs> i i would say four mugs how about that? Maybe maybe four point five. Um, okay, well, I went I went three point five. Three point five. You know, it, it's a good movie, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, it's maybe a watch once every ten years. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's been the fifteenth anniversary, and I've watched it twice. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just I feel like I want to. I already want to watch it again. Kind of. I just love the chaos of it. And I do I do want to go back and watch the individual standalone yeah. of the two films. Yeah. And compare notes to see like how much was taken out, added, changed, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I kinda wanna see both of these movies. I think I'm sure Coolidge will do it eventually. Um, but like they show Grindhouse in its entirety. That'd be cool to go to the theater. You know, you have the yeah. trailers, you have the intermission, both movies. Um I definitely want to experience that, and I hope I do eventually. I it's almost too perfect for places not to do it because they don't they don't even have to put the trailers in; they just play Grindhouse. That's it. Yeah. So the second feature was Death Proof. Yeah. So, it, now when I looked it up on IMDb, Planet Terror was rated R. Mm-hmm. Death Proof was rated TVMA. Yeah, very strange. I don't know if that's a typo, but I had assumed this had an R rating. Yeah. <laughs> it had a two-hour and seven-minute runtime. And the synopsis is, two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a scarred stuntman, known as Stuntman Mike, who uses his Death Proof car to execute his murderous plans. It stars Zoe Bell, Kurt Russell, Rosario Dawson, Vanessa Filardo, and it was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. So, if, if you notice in the beginning of Planet Terra, there's a scene where they're in a car and on the radio they say, and our thoughts and prayers, the Jungle Julia. That's Rosario Dawson in Death Proof. Well, Did it, you catch that? It's not... Rosario Dawson, I don't think. It's um it's one of the, the first group of girls. One of them is Jungle Julia. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. My bad. No, but, you're good. but uh So the first set of girls mm-hmm. one of the girls is Jungle Julia. She's a radio personality and her and her friends go to this bar, which the bartender is I believe Tarantino, right? In uh no, I, he's uh he's like at the bar, kind of hanging out. I thought that was Eli Roth. No, they both are. Okay. I might be separate scenes, but they're both just like kind of sleazy dudes hanging out. So, you know, they hanging out with their friends. They're sitting at the bar, and there's this guy with a scar on his face, known as Stuntman Mike, mm-hmm. played by Kurt Russell, and. Some of the stuff that he says is hilarious. It's like, well, how'd you become a stuntman? Well, I hung out with Stuntman Bob, my brother. You know? <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know. it's obviously written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, so it's very similar to his, the dialogue of his other movies. Um, like, you'll find yourself 
it's 10 minutes into a scene and they've just been talking you're kind of interested but at the same time you're like why like what is what is going on why why do i care but like it's kind of interesting and there's definitely a lot of that in this i uh, it's bothering me cuz i'm pretty sure that he played the bartender i'm i'm pretty sure he didn't but maybe maybe he was the bartender and then he ended up kind of drinking with them but well, his character name was Warren, but yeah, we cannot uh, we can check back in on that too. There's a scene where Rose McGowan goes, "Can anybody vouch for this man?" And it goes to Tarantino. He's like, "Yeah, it's Stuntman Mike." Like that's enough mm-hmm. validation for somebody, you know? Yeah. So he meets these girls, and you know they're all getting ready to go home, and he says, "Oh, I'll drive you home," and when. Rose McGowan gets in the car. So basically, it's called Death Proof because of the car. Mm-hmm. A Death Proof car is a car that's used in films back then that would be completely safe. Like, there's a crash cage. There's no passenger seat, back seats. It's just like, you know, the safest spot is the, the driver's side. Yeah. So this girl gets in to the passenger seat where there isn't really a seat, but... and. They come to a, a turn left, turn right, kind of like fork in the road. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're going left or you're going right? And she goes, oh, I'm going left. He goes, oh, see, that's where you had a 50% chance to be going the way I was going. Because <laughs> he's following these girls now. Yeah. And he then proceeds to fucking tear this girl up, bouncing her all around the car. Now, the one thing I liked about it was the... Um, the kill scene with the uh, the first set of girls. Yeah. And it keeps replaying the car. The car's crashing. Mm-hmm. But it shows each individual girl's death. Yep. Like one girl loses her leg. The other girl gets the tire run over her face. You know. Yeah. It's. I like that scene always is just so, so great. <laughs> and all the kills are they're kind of funny just because it's such an insane thing to be happening and you, you keep seeing it, but it, it's just incredible. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a tie in with planet, with the planet Terra hospital and, um, Marley Shelton and her dad or dad and planet Terra, mm-hmm. you know, they're in death proof at the hospital. Yep. Cause after the first, after he kills the first, group of girls he uh obviously ends up in the hospital and then that there marley shelton is um so it's cool that there's even even overlap with that like obviously quentin tarantino's in both of them playing a sleazy dude there's cameos in both of the same characters rose mcgowan's in both but like this is like a direct like marley shelton's playing the same character yeah and i mean you know tarantino and rodriguez they did work together on this yeah like that was their plan from the get-go like yeah. and hey let's you know, we we do got to mention, I mean, this isn't like the first time they work together because they uh from dusk till dawn um, yeah. written by Tarantino, directed by uh, Rodriguez, which is that movie is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> That's a movie if people go into not knowing what's what it's about, they will have yeah. their minds absolutely blown. Um, we 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 honestly should cover it on an episode just because that's one of my favorites. But uh, they yeah, definitely they clearly work so well together. Those two and. uh I hope they work together again. Um, one one cool thing is uh, Zoe Bell. She's in the second group of girls, and they're playing stunt women, and they work in film and stuff. And she actually is in stunts in real life, and she's done a yep. bunch of Quentin Tarantino's movies. She did the stunts on this, obviously. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's also in that and was the stunt coordinator. Um, interesting enough, Kurt Russell is also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, also playing a stuntman. Technically, it, it can't be the same person just because, like the that takes place in the 60s and this takes place in like 2007 or whatever so it wouldn't make sense for him to look older in the 60s but uh it's just cool there's weird crossovers with that um and even like in in once upon a time in hollywood brad pitt plays a stuntman because that's all about that quentin's obsession with stunt people which is granted i mean they're really cool but uh brad pitt and stuntman mike are very similar in both of these movies, which is interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's even some like shady uh history with his character in that. 
So uh, there's definitely weird little crossovers, which is cool to see. That came out recently, like 10 years after this. So they're still, he's still remembering Death Proof. Yeah, and actually it's, it's kind of ironic that um, it was just announced yesterday that Zoe Bell is getting ready to direct an entitled action comedy inspired by her short film, Boss Bitch Fight Challenge for Lionsgate. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> we so can't escape the news. Like, kind of funny how, like, because, folks, we just picked this topic on a, on a whim without realizing it was actually the 15th anniversary of it last week. Mm-hmm. or So, you know. But um, yeah, I don't even remember why we picked it either. We just kind of like, yeah, I we were tossing ideas around, and I was like, well, if we did a double feature, like, you know, we we each watch a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Grindhouse would be perfect because it's two movies in one. Yeah. Um. So, what would you give? Uh, Death Proof. Um. I think I would give it a three point five. I, like I, I love. I love this movie and I think it's so cool how it um this one but seems even more like the 70s than uh Planet Terror um like it looks exactly like a 70s movie at some point I was like oh wow this was 2007 but uh I did I, I was kind of getting annoyed this time just Quentin Tarantino there's so many scenes where they're just talking and talking and talking and none of it matters and I just kind of wanted to see stuntman Mike killing a bunch of people so I I really like it but I think it'll be a little bit shorter I think that's my my review. Well, I give it three mugs. Mm-hmm. Kill scenes, awesome. Yep. The chase at the end, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I just love that song, Down in Mexico by the Coasters. <laughs> yeah. We're down in the Mexico. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And but, I, uh, Kurt Russell is just so fucking great in this, too. Oh, he's, a, you know. He, he's the that's, man. He's a great actor. That's why I enjoyed watching Dark Blue, and yeah. I love him in Backdraft. And so, you want to talk about the fake trailers? Yes. Um, I'll let you cover the first one as you watched the movies. So one of the fake trailers is Machete, which was uh, a full feature written by Robert Rodriguez. In 1993, for Danny Trejo. If you don't know who Danny Trejo is, he's one of the most prolific characters in film. He, you know, he's been in hundreds of movies. Yeah, he, he has like 900 credits or something in uh, yeah. IMDb. Let me check. If if you know him, or if if you've seen him, you'll know him. <laughs> and so basically, what this is is. A ex-federale gets hired to do a hatchet job in the United States and gets framed for trying to shoot a governor. Now, they did film these trailers, but when you see the actual movie, which has spawned a sequel, Machete Kills, like some of the characters have changed. Like in, in the actual movie itself, Lindsay Lohan's in it, Jessica Alba, um, Danny, De, uh, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Danny De Niro. But, you know, there are still some scenes that you can see in the actual movie that were in the trailer. So, pretty much, Machete's hired to assassinate a governor or, or somebody running for office, which is Robert De Niro. And then he gets framed you know, it's like a war on the um, Mexicans and Hispanics and all that mm-hmm. in a Texas town. Jessica Alba plays a DEA agent or ICE agent. And just some of the things in the movie, it's hilarious. Uh, like, she's like, oh, text me sometime. Machete don't text. <laughs> and then, like, in the next movie, it's like, Hey, I see your phone. I need to send a text. Oh, I thought Machete don't text. Machete ain't improvised, you know? <laughs> um, there is talks of a third one. Machete kills again in space. Yep, back to in space always. But, hey, you know, Michelle Rodriguez is in it. So I'm glad they made that one. Yeah. 
can can I be honest with you? I haven't seen either of them, which is I've always been like I know I need to watch them because I'm gonna love them. But <laughs> ugh, yeah, I hate even saying that out loud. And next week, Kyle will be replaced by Hunter. <laughs> um, yeah, check him out, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's one of my favorite movies. I could watch that one again and again. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like the closest thing we have to like sequels to Grindhouse. Yeah. So, do you want to cover the next one by Mister Zombie? Yes. So. We have Werewolf Woman of the SS, um, which is Rob Zombie's contribution. You always know he's going to do something pretty crazy, and he has awesome cameos in his little trailer. This one, unfortunately, did not get made, and uh, you're able to tell it's him because his wife plays like the main kind of bad guy in the trailer, and she's in everything he makes. Um, but we also have Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu, Udo Kier as Franz Hess, um, and then the Commandant of Death Camp 13 is Zombie's wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. Sybil Danning as SS officers, sisters Eva and Gretchen Krupp, the She-Devils of Belzac. Um, professional wrestlers Andrew Tess Martin and Oleg Vladimir Kozlov Prudis are also featured. Um, and then there's just so many. I know, of course, Bill Mosley's in it, who is in his... Uh, Devil Rejects, that trilogy, he's in those, um, and he's great. If you know horror movies, I mean, he's Chop Top in uh, Texas Chainsaw. Um, and so, according to Zombie, he had two ideas, and he was either going to be a Nazi movie or a woman in prison film. And they went with Nazis, and uh, they're all those movies, like Isla She-Wolf of the SS, Fallen Devil, and Love Can't Seven. He always found that to be a really bizarre genre, and that those movies are even real. Um, Zombie also said that he was getting very conceptual in his own mind with it and uh a lot of times these movies would be made like well you know i've got a whole bunch of nazi uniforms but i got this chinese set too we'll put them together they start jamming things in there so he took that approach um and of course you know there's the nazis but there's also the werewolves and this trailer is definitely one of the craziest i would say of all of them and especially when suddenly nicholas cage is there as fu manchu it's actually, he has a song called Werewolf Woman of the SS. Mm-hmm. Did that come out before or after this? Do you know? I assume I don't know, there. but I know like when you see Zombie in concert. Yeah. And he's playing this song, this trailer's playing like over and over again. Oh, that's cool. But then a lot of his songs like, you know, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses mm-hmm. is a song, you know, a lot of... Songs are based on his films. Yeah, and I mean, obviously Lord he's Salem. great. He's a great musician and a great filmmaker, so it's cool he is able to intertwine them. Yeah. So the next film, or the next trailer, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. was done by Edgar Wright and was called Don't. It was produced in the style of the 1970s Hammer House of Horror films the trailer features appearances from Jason Isaacs, Matthew McFadden, singer Katie Melula, Lee Ingleby, Georgina Chapman, Emily Booth, Stuart Wilson, Lacey Punch, Raphael Spa, and right regulars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And a voiceover from Will Arnett, Mark Grattis, Mayanna Burning, Peter Serenovich, Michael Smiley, and Nicola Cunningham, who played the zombie Mary in Shaun of the Dead, among others. So it's basically just like a 1970s film, like just when you thought it was safe to go into the house. Don't. Just when you thought it was safe to go out to the car. Don't. That was so, a great impression. Thank you. That's almost exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Wait till you hear my next one. Oh. So, another, another one of the movies that wasn't made. But, I mean, if they had continued these, 
I'd love to see, you know, werewolf women of the SS and don't. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Edgar Wright, between Shaun of the Dead and recently Last Night in Soho, like, he is great at horror. And he's kind of all over the place with the movies he makes, but seeing him do a movie like this would be amazing. Because he's also another, he, he likes kind of throwing it back to older uh, ways of filmmaking. So um, I want him to do this so badly. <laughs> Not as bad as I want the next one. Go oh, ahead. yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Um, so, Thanksgiving was uh, Eli Roth's contribution. And uh, obviously, he has this cameo in Death Proof as well. Um, and this is for the slasher opus Thanksgiving. Um, so, it's produced in the style of other holiday kind of slashers like Halloween, Silent Night, Deadly Night, People's Fool's Days. Here. I'll, let, I'll, I'll be quiet so they can hear it. Thanksgiving. Yep. That's... <laughs> again exactly what it sounds like um my bloody valentine which we covered um and so the trailer starred jeff randall as the killer who stalks victims while dressed as a pilgrim um roth himself makes a cameo michael beans in it um for another cameo too um the score from creep show was used in the fake trailer which is interesting and uh according to roth my friend jeff who plays the killer pilgrim uh, they both grew up in Massachusetts. Um, they're huge slasher movie fans. And every November, they would be waiting for th- a Thanksgiving slasher movie. Uh, they worked out the whole movie, a kid who's in love with a turkey, and then his father killed it. And then he killed his family and went away to a mental institution and came back and took revenge on the town. Um, so eventually, Eli called Jeff and uh, said that they don't have to make the movie. They can just shoot the best parts. And that's where the trailer came from. <laughs> um He stated, because every shot is a money shot, every shot is decapitation or nudity. It's so ridiculous, it's absurd, it's just so wrong and sick, and and that, it's right. Um, Obviously, there's one scene where a girl's kissing somebody, and then they get decapitated, that's Eli Roth, (laughs) and then she's kissing somebody else. They weren't kissing! Well, yeah, yeah, they were (laughs) doing something. And then, again, they're kissing in the next one, and then she pulls back, and he is again decapitated. Uh, I think this is my favorite trailer. It's just so ridiculous, and it is. We have Thanksgiving, which is the one with the turkeys, but those are like almost too absurd. Where this one, this this one just feels like absurd, but in a not as a turkey running around killing people way, uh, more in the style. This of old movie ones. has been teased so many freaking times. Yeah, he keeps saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it." What the hell, dude? Just make the damn movie. I know. He needs to stop making a see of horror and do Thanksgiving. this. And it better include that trampoline scene. It better. It better sh- it just include everything from this because this is amazing. But I, it is so cool that he had this idea forever and he was finally able to kind of make it in a, in a weird way. That trailer alone almost got Grindhouse an NC-17 rating. <laughs> This is a movie that needs to be made, and it needs to be made yesterday. I agree. So, anything else on Thanksgiving? Um, I think all all we can say is this is a plea to Eli Roth to just fucking make the movie. Please, for the love of God, make Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, why do we I did that on? all day long. I did that all day long after I'd seen the trailer. Yeah, it, so, honestly, it immediately got stuck in my head. So the last trailer... A movie that which, was made, I have to say. That was made, yes. Uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. What the hell, yeah, man? Yeah, I know. What the hell? Yeah. That's why he hasn't made Thanksgiving. I would, I would be day one in those seats. So, the trailer was filmed up in um, Canada by filmmakers Jason Iser, John Davis, and Rob Cottrell. They won Robert Rodriguez's South by Southwest Grindhouse Trailers Contest. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, um, David Brute plays a vagabond with a, which I guess is a hobo. Yes. With a 20-gauge shotgun who becomes a vigilante. In the trailer, 
He has shown killing numerous people ranging from armed robbers to corrupt cops in a pedophiliac Santa Claus. The trailer was also available in certain select theaters in the United States and Canada. So in 2010, the trailer was made in a full-length film starring Rutger Hauer as the hobo with Brunt playing a dirty cop. Um, I enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. All he wants is a lawnmower. <laughs> that That's his goal in life is to be a homeless man with a lawnmower. Oh, that's amazing. But he ends up getting a shotgun instead. And the little tool bags that run around town causing trouble for everybody. He uh, takes care of them. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's this is a movie I've always wanted to see. I remember when it was coming out, I I saw the title and it's like, what? Like, how is this a real movie? But it's it's just so cool that these guys were able to make the trailer, win the contest, be featured before this movie, and then be able to make the movie finally. Yeah. So, it still gives me hope that one day we'll get the movie. Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is it is unfortunate. I will say like. Obviously, it's so cool. Hobo with a shotgun and machete were made into a movie, and I need to watch Machete before I say anything. But the other three would be the ones I would be like craving, just wanting so badly them to actually make. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could be double feature grindhouse films together. Yeah, I mean, do a grindhouse of Machete and Machete Kills. Like, mm-hmm. do a grindhouse of you know, Don't and Thanks. Thanksgiving. Well, here's here's a crazy idea for you. We could do machete kills in space with Thanksgiving in space. You can't have Thanksgiving in space, man. <laughs> don't even go there. Well, I, I, I was then trying. We, but then we don't get that awesome shot on the trampoline. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. You can't you can't have trampolines in space. In space. Oh, damn it! I didn't even Duh. think of that. <laughs> All right. So, um, I think that wraps up our Grindhouse episode. Um, the Grindhouse episode of the Movie Bob Podcast. Uh, I think it's time we close the bar down. Thank you so much for listening, especially for Eli Roth, and you make Thanksgiving after this. Um, you can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And uh, you can now get official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast. Or Google Movie Bar shirts, Bonfire, it'll come up. You'll find it. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear on the future episodes of the Movie Bar Podcast via our social media or email us at the movie bar at outlook.com Thanksgiving Thanks for listening <laughs>